1: how's it going? Yo guys And of course, today's theme, we're gonna go all the way back man, some of those memories Hey, uh, before we start anything, of course, what's up, it's Mr. Young in the house And it's foreign in the building <laughs> <laughs> So uh, everyone, episode 2 of uh-huh, Kick to the uh-huh. Guts Yeah, yeah and Uh, Just first of all want to say thank you so much For everyone who's uh, downloaded (laughs) Who's streamed The very first episode Of our podcast Oh yeah We have great feedback
2: man Thank you so much We knew those wrestling fans In Singapore Will like stand up You know Be counted Thank you so much For reaching out to guys
1: And you know what Uh, Continue to support us You know Lend us your ears of course Uh, Spread the word as well We are now on Spotify (laughs) Yes Spotify Apple Podcast Finally they got Apple Podcast Stuff together right Mm -hmm. Uh, We are on Spreaker We are on Stitcher We are on SoundCloud MixCloud Everybody cloud also have la. basically I just google everywhere to stream and I just stream everything <laughs> there you go I, I think the easiest ones though especially if you have an iPhone yeah. is to go to Apple Podcasts You, we all have the podcast app Yeah, I think most of us don't even use it lah. But, you go into the search, you search for kick to the gut, boom, episode one is there. And of course, uh, Spotify, you know how to use Spotify. Spotify is great. Mm. Uh, So I got a couple of friends who uh, reached out to me and
2: said like, hey, most of your places that you stream is too, too hipster. Too hipster. (laughs) (laughs) Too hipster.
1: (laughs) Spotify is as mainstream as it gets.
2: So we get Spotify, we got iTunes, so
1: you guys have no excuse not to listen to Kick to the Gut, right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, as we heard earlier, of course, that was the intro music for the very first Smackdown. Can you believe it? 1,000 episodes! Are you kidding me, man? 1,000 episodes. Crazy, crazy. Okay, we are recording this on a Tuesday in Singapore, which means that episode hasn't aired yet, Smackdown 1,000. Not yet. That's why we're sort of uh, taking a look back at some of the more interesting Smackdown memories. I mean, Mm. 1,000 episodes, there are a lot of good memories. You know when I was starting out like wait, nineteen ninety
2: nine, that's yeah. the first episode, right? Mm mm-hmm. mm. I was only like Premier One <laughs> Premier <laughs> One, God. man. But come on, like I always thought like, whoa, this is the rock show. Right. Right. Because the-
1: SmackLay, the SmackDown was the rock's phrase. Yeah. And he kept he kept like emphasizing it, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is my show, SmackDown. Right. Didn't he come out? Wasn't he the first promo on the very first episode? Yeah. And he said, this is the rock show. Yeah. And then he had a match that very night. Mm-hmm. One of my personal memories of the show, actually. Oh, okay. Because uh, he was facing Triple H and Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. First ever main event, right? Yes, yes. And episode then one, yeah. I remember that very clearly because I didn't see it coming, maybe because I was younger, more naive. But mm-hmm. of course, you know, Shawn Michaels is supposed to be impartial. <laughs> and then halfway, as the rock is going to deliver the people's elbow off right. the ropes, boom! Sweet chin music, sexy boy. Woo! <laughs> I'm just the, I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. <laughs> oh, do <and> we <laughs> have to sing everybody's? <laughs> no, intro? no, no, we don't have to do okay. every impress. Only Shawn Michaels. Fine, Only no Shawn Michaels.
2: No yeah, let's do that.
1: Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was one of my like earliest memories of SmackDown. Are we gonna list down like? Like like our top five or like our I top mean, three. Where you wanna go? As many you go? as you can remember,
2: because there are, I think too many to yeah, list man. as like top
1: five. You know.
2: You know. Okay, I always rooted for. SmackDown Okay You know why Because like Of course everyone know that Raw is like the flagship show right Yeah yeah, yeah. But I always love how SmackDown like self-promotes itself Especially when (laughs) JBL When he was on commentary He said We are the A-show A-show in WWE So it's kind of like uh, It's self-deprecating in a way They're kind of Very self-aware I love that I love that about them
1: Well you know They tried to do the whole Like separate brand thing With WCW Once WCW folded Right They bought over WCW Mm. But that brand didn't Like couldn't make it Don't know if it was Because Vince didn't want Subconsciously didn't want it sure. to make it. You, yeah. know? you know what I mean, yeah. right? So they were like, you know what, let's just create our own competition. But yeah. to be fair, it was always a WWE product. So you know, even though yeah, they they compete, but they're not All really right. competing la. So it really
2: took takes a lot out of them, you know, to like yeah. stand out and create yeah, yeah. their own identity. For sure. Do you remember this there was this rumor about actually Shane My um uh, shaming McMahon, yes, yes, Shane McMahon. He wanted to come out with a W C W uh the brand and kept it, you know. Correct. And, and yeah, keep yeah. Nitro and all that, right? Mm. But it was shot down. So like in a way, like, they didn't want a competition that is
1: too far away from what they had. Well, you know? the original idea from what I've read is that SmackDown was going to be the WWE show. Raw would be replaced by Nitro and become a WCW show. <laughs> but when they bought over WCW, they couldn't bring over, because uh, all the big names, no, Hogan, yeah, no. Flair, they still had those contracts. They were just sitting at home, yeah, collecting oh, cash. Why the sh- hell why? would you want to why show up for work? work? Yeah. So they only got people like, you know, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare. You're not going to build a show, I mean, you know, as talented as those guys were. A lot of them were Canyon, DDP. Wait, wait, wait. Who who are they again? Chris Canyon. It doesn't matter what your names are. Uh, That's an old school rock thing. I don't believe I fell for that. You fell for it, Gloria. I know, man. Okay. uh, Smackdown moments.
2: What do you remember? Oh, man. Okay. Let's start with the one that I remember the most from when I was youngest. Mm. Stone Cold. Booker T. Supermarket 2001, <laughs> yes, December, yes. during the whole invasion angle, you we were talking about this invasion, WCW mm-hmm. invasion. And I was t- telling myself, like, what the hell is going on? You know? Right, right. I switched on the telly and I was seeing, like, Booker T. Okay, so this, let, let me set it up for you. So basically, this happened right after Vengeance 2001. Yeah. So there was the unification match, right? Mm-hmm. For the Undisputed title. And basically, um, Chris Jericho won against uh, Steve
1: Austin, but he was screwed over by. Buketi That's right uh, T yeah. interview Actually Chris Jericho Won both the titles He beat Rock And Stone mm-hmm. Cold In the same night Yeah And until now He's still talking about it Oh of course Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's Rock And Stone Cold Same that's night why, That's
2: right why. But yeah Stone Cold So pissed off mm-hmm. And the next day On Raw <laughs> yeah, so that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, on oh, SmackDown, actually. Oh well, no, sorry, SmackDown. They were in a supermarket. No, I think Booker T tried to like leave the show early or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, right? he ran away. Yeah. And
2: then he kind of like was trying to stalk uh some call, trying to spring a trap on him. Yeah, yeah. And then the funny thing was was he saw like a ball guy. Yeah, yeah. So he went out, he sneaked like right at the corner of the alley and was like, Okay, that's that's Stonko. He was so proud of him, and then he turned around, wasn't it was another ball guy. Yeah, it was just another ball guy, right? <laughs> and then you know that classic icon Scene when you know Bukati how his eyes always pop up. Yes. Always yes. pop up. And then like he's like, no, there's someone behind him,
1: <laughs> Sonko just leering over him. And then he started beating the shit out of him. You oh know? yeah. That In the fast. supermarket, no, yeah. that's actually that scene is one of the scenes we put up on our Instagram page. Kick ah, to the Gut, by the way, yes. if you don't follow us on Instagram at Kick to the Gut, there's this uh, post we put up of iconic mm. SmackDown moments. If you swipe one of them, there, this one? Yeah, hey, great Jeeves, man Young. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, another one of my favorites actually. I don't even remember a lot like why this match even happened. Mm-hmm. But I think it has to do with the visuals. And a lot of times, okay. yes, st- you remember the storylines, you yeah. remember the emotions, right? But the visuals, for me, this was the visual that when I asked myself, okay, what's a SmackDown moment? This visual immediately popped up to my head. Okay, Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. Ah. I don't remember why they were fighting probably for number one contendership or championship, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the suplex of the top rope Mm-hmm. And when they both crashed onto the mat, it broke the ring. The whole <laughs> ring collapsed, and yes. I remember it even was an I, amazing moment. Man. Uh, I think Taz was. I I, I swear that the commentators didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you could hear it in their voices. I swear he was going to like shit. On na- on oh, on yeah, my TV, yeah, but alright. Yeah, but that was one of my favorite moments because mm. it was so visual—the whole ring uh, ring collapsing, and then the ref also falls over. It was it never happened before, right? Before that, actually, I think it has happened before. I vaguely remember something like this happening, like early old school, to, yeah, nineteen nineties and I think. Because I remember when I saw this, I was like, "It was cool," but I've seen it before. You know why? Because ever since then, mm. always
2: imitated, but never duplicated, yes. right? Well,
1: te- technically, there's no such thing as a fresh angle anymore. Why? Yeah. No but such I, thing.
2: But that definitely felt like it was so unexpected. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole night they were wrestling on that same ring. Right, right, right. It right. just broke because of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great moment. 2003, mm. if, I'm not, if I'm not wrong. I think so too. Yeah, yeah that there was you a go. great angle. There you go. Okay, one of the reasons why SmackDown stood out to me, mm-hmm. Okay. other than the fact that they're trying to stay away from all those main inventors that Raw had. Yep. So they had to create their own fresh main inventors, yes. right? So you always had like the young upstarts, mm. you always had like the people coming up. And in two thousand two mm. Paul Heyman was the creative, uh, the head of creative for SmackDown, right? Right, right. So they they uh, launched this very famous uh, collective called the SmackDown Six. Okay, you heard about that? Actually, I don't remember who are the SmackDown Six. SmackDown Six consists of these six amazing wrestlers. Uh. Okay, we have got Los Guerrero's, oh Chavo yes. and Eddie. We got Rey Mysterio and Edge. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. There you go. <laughs> they were forced into a tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, during that period, um, the SmackDown titles. Uh, were introduced Right Because so they had to do Separate brands right mm-hmm. So they had a tag team tournament Yeah So I remember that whole storyline Where Chris Benoit And Kurt Angle Hate each other Right But they were forced To work together Yeah I was to get fired So mm-hmm. there was a lot of oh So much funny nonsense That was going on <laughs> Them fighting And you know And they, I remember they, they won the title right Right They also had this big Trophy And they were like Fighting with the trophy Like <laughs> I won it I'm the one that did it I'm the one that did it And right, they like right, not over right. Stephanie It was so dumb do But you- yeah But the great thing About those that period was like even though all of them were in kind of like random tag teams said
1: Los Guerreros mm-hmm. right? but you know all these are the workhorses yes. of you know, Red WWE at that point in time I think that's a very good point you brought up as well I, what I remember from Smackdown is that there were a lot a lot of good workhorses yeah, yeah, some of the sure. best and you brought up his name like Eddie Guerrero rest in peace of course Oh man, but I Eddie mean well who could forget his you know uh, lie cheat steal stuff oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, he yeah. would ride down in um, Lowrider mm-hmm. and his
2: promos everybody got Eddie Guerrero's charisma, you know, oh, just, yeah. everyone is just so captivated by him with such
1: personality, you know? And and do you remember that scene they celebrated his title win because he won it on the pay per view? Yeah, yeah. Uh, against Brock Lesnar, No Way Out, two thousand four. Yeah, and then the, I mean, the SmackDown that the that followed that pay per view, oh, the they celebrated yeah, yeah. right, yeah. and um, you could you could see the emotion was so yeah, real. Yeah. It felt like a culmination, you know. It did, you know. Him and uh, Chris Benoit had such parallel careers. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that that is true. And then they, of course, had their huge uh, big celebration peak at WrestleMania twenty, which we all jump into yeah, yeah. at, at uh, you know, the, some point. The, the sad thing about that
2: was that um, that's there's, there, there's can icon, iconic moment, you know, right? It's something that should be like celebrated, but because of whatever happened afterwards. <sighs> You know, because that was one of my first WrestleManias as a kid. that yeah. like, I really watched from beginning to end, and I was so in love with it. Yeah, it was such a great
1: um, ending. To me, yeah. that main event was perfect. Yeah, because I, did we talk about it? Like, I felt I feel like we've talked about it before. Um, Maybe we had a conversation about it. Definitely not on, on air, right? Because originally <laughs> we talked so much. I know we're, now we're jumping ahead to WrestleMania 20, but yeah. originally it was supposed to be. Uh, Triple H versus Chris Benoit Mm -hmm. For the title But everyone guessed That it was going to be Chris winning one Because you can't have Well back in those days uh, The face always won The main event Of Wrestlemania You got to end on a high Correct So definitely Triple H is not going to uh, Win So you have the situation Where everyone knows The main event Like finish By that point in time Right Mm. Um I think people were getting sick of the rivalry between Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, so they purposely injected HBK in there, but yeah. Shawn Michaels was a face. Correct. So you didn't know which face was gonna win yeah. now. And
2: the cool thing is was when he won the Royal Rumble, he was a SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, SmackDown wrestler, right? And before that the storyline
1: was uh, you'll never have a chance yes. at the WWE yes. title. So yeah, she scoot over to... Okay, oh. okay. We are getting ahead of ourselves. Uh. Let's come <laughs> back to SmackDown. How about this for a SmackDown moment? Come, give it to me. Ruthless Aggression. <laughs> the birth of John Cena. Alright, I nation mean, man. It started at SmackDown. Yeah, right, yeah, he, yeah. He came out as this green fella. Like, you know, nobody had seen him before. Literally in green
2: tights. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> he got in Kurt Angle's face. Yeah, yeah. And Kurt's like, who the hell are you? Or what are you supposed to be? And he did the whole Ruthless Aggression thing. Mm-hmm. Slaps, Kurt Angle. And then he got props from uh, Undertaker, Undertaker backstage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: You know, the, the funny thing was, that 2002 era, right, felt mm. like a reset for WWE. Yes, yes. Most of the big stars were leaving, right? It's the Ruthless Aggression era yeah, that yeah. sort of got kickstarted around that time. Personal opinion: Mm -hmm. What was your favorite, like, year of SmackDown? Wow,
1: yeah, or maybe give it an era. See, that's a totally different episode altogether. Really, yeah. yeah. So, you no, know,
2: but it kind of links, you know, because it's favorite moment of SmackDown. So it Smack must be da- an era and an, a wow. year where there was highlights of the highlights of the highlights. I know? think it would
1: be ruthless aggression, though.
2: 2002-2003 thousand, three, three. Right? Yeah, 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 When Kurt Angle was on top, Brock Lesnar was Bro- on top. Brock Lesnar, John Cena yes. was coming up. Yeah, we got Benoit, Eddie. Yeah, the SmackDown Six. That was such a great era. You know? Yeah, I love that. Um, another thing that I really like about. Uh, Smackdown right Other mm. than John Cena Another WWE wrestler That defined Smackdown for me yes. Was H. Yes Was Edge
1: Didn't But then
2: when he did The Rated R stuff Was it on Raw? No he was on Raw Yeah But where he cemented himself mm. As a main eventer He was on Smackdown Yes 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 Okay you know why When he was um, On Raw 2006 Doing all that whole Rated R stuff yep. He still trying to Prove himself Correct So and he was Mainly brought up As a heel opposite John Cena to establish John Cena. Yes. The attention wasn't on it. Mm. But after his second money in the bank cash in where he screwed over Mr. Kennedy. Right, right. Mr. Mr uh, yeah. Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes, that guy. <laughs> no one for no one remember him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Anderson who? Yeah, but so yes, he cashed in and he birthed his nickname, yep. the ultimate opportunist, yeah, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. the whole of 2007 to 2008, right, that was the year of age, and he mainly invented Esamina with uh, Undertaker as well, right. So I love that whole uh, year-long rivalry. Um where he kind of like was like the cowardly heel, yes. to sneak out, you know, yep, and yep. like screw people over and he had the whole La Familia yeah. with Eddie Guerrero's yep. wife, Vicky Guerrero, and that was so <laughs> weird for me to try to wrap around, you know. <laughs> I mean I was I, I mean I kept asking my friends like isn't that like kind of like douchey of age? Well, that's like... the whole point, right? <laughs> I know. That's the whole well, point. It was so perfect. You know, when, you know, yeah. when you're looking back as, a, as an adult, looking through those uh, lenses,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I really remember was the Iron Man match. Oh, wow. That um, was one of the best matches. Yeah, man. Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Two of the best wrestlers. Like pure, you talk about athletics, you talk about technique. Yeah. Those guys had it all and they went in there. It's crazy. I remember when uh, 2003...
2: Brock Lesson was still establishing himself yep. He was in a event, But he was such a raw Young talent You yep. know yep. 20, uh, 25, 26 mm-hmm, You know mm-hmm. And the one that Kind of brought him to the dance yep. Was definitely Kurt Angle oh, Brought uh, the best out of him You know
1: They were perfect for each other lah.
2: Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, they were. Yeah. Until now like, You can tell like, They have mutual respect Of course They're still friends yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy So like
0: I remember when Okay, round two Name something that's not boring
2: a laundry? Oh, a book club <sighs> Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No process, overplayed by law, 80 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Could Angle was. I didn't think Kurt Angle fit the attitude Era as well as he fit the mm. Ruthless Aggression yes. Era. I I absolutely agree with Because I think He was crowded out You know in the main event Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like And there was A lot of like Wackiness And he had to focus More on his
1: character You know With The Rock and everyone (laughs) But I mean You know I, I feel like when With Kurt Angle Do you like Kurt Angle As a goofy fella Or as a serious fella favourite version of
2: Kurt Angle, personal opinion, was ah. 2006 Kurt Angle, right before he left, when he was the wrestling machine.
1: okay, okay. Yeah. See, I like the nonsense, the uh, goofy stuff where he was like, you know, playing off of uh, Steve Austin. This was when Stone Cold was a heel. Yeah, I love right? that. I love and that he person. wore the tiny uh, hat. <laughs> we all remember that. Uncle Crackorn. Yeah. You know that one? Yeah, Jimmy Crackorn. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, what?
2: They just say Uncle Crackorn, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, parallel universe. Uh. Yeah. No, but the funny thing is, during that period, right? he was transitioning. The moment he out his hair, right, yes. in 2002, right. I think all the goofiness also was shaved away. Right, right, right. So right. people started to take him seriously. Mm. And why I preferred 2006 Kurt Angle in SmackDown, before he went to ECW and all that kind of stuff, mm. why I preferred him was it was such a short run, but people took him really seriously. Like, right. he was the most badass. So, at, at the whole run Right from when he left um, The rivalry with John Cena In 2005 From Raw mm-hmm. He appeared on Smackdown yep. The Battle Royal mm. And just randomly won The heavyweight title yep. He had An amazing match With Undertaker 2000, uh, 2006 No Way Out mm. Then he had That awesome triple threat That Rey Mysterio won the title right. In WrestleMania 22 mm-hmm. Even though Everyone remembers that it's uh, Ray Mysterio that won the title, but the one that dominated the match <laughs> and kicked everyone's ass and suplex machine yes. everyone was cut angle. Well, you know, there you go. You don't have to win the title or win the match to necessarily, you know, make yourself. It was such a shame because I think he had a burnout and like you know he was like struggling with a lot of things, so well, that's why he had to leave.
1: Yeah, it's his personality though, you know. Yeah. Like uh, everything that you hear or read about him shows that he's one of those people that he wants to go all out. Yeah. And yeah, like like, like you said, like he burned himself completely and out. I think he, out of all the
2: wrestlers, that definitely defined SmackDown. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for definitely sure. in terms of, um, if you want SmackDown to be the athletic. Yep. Um, equivalent Grand. to a raw. Mm-hmm. If you want SmackDown to have like the workhorse yep. skirt angle, you know, yep. if you want SmackDown to have like you know the most respected uh, wrestlers can put on matches, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely SmackDown. So he brought that that edge and credibility to SmackDown when they didn't, when they needed a lot of stars, you know, right. to fill that void.
1: Now we're talking about all this, like you know, workhorse, great wrestling, great technical skills. Let's yeah. talk about some of the more nonsensical things we <laughs> saw on SmackDown because we saw a lot of it. Oh my god! Do you remember Billy and
2: Chuck's wedding? Oh, yeah, 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 Wait, wait, wait. Let me try to remember the theme song. You
1: look so... Good to meet me. Oh, oh my god! And then Rico, remember Rico? Yes, right? Rico. Oh, uh, the the hey, stylist. He was giving. a he was a wasn't he a not bad wrestler? I remember him being actually okay, an okay worker. Yeah, he was in OVW yeah. training, you know, to become a legit wrestler. And I don't. Know that said cannot that we were <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So Billy and Chuck, they had uh, a wedding, right? That was supposed to happen on SmackDown, correct? And then they had a minister, and then there he is. And this I did not see coming. Okay, because whoever did the makeup and the prosthetics was a. <laughs> Amazing, right? Oh, okay, I remember now. Yes, and then about. he starts talking, and then all of a sudden his voice mm-hmm. starts to sound like Eric Bischoff. Wow. Then he pulls off the prosthetics, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then it's it's freaking Eric Bischoff. Like <gasps> that was like one of the first times like Eric
2: Bischoff appeared on SmackDown. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And a screw over Stephanie McMahon.
1: Yes, there you go. I I thought that was pretty uh pretty exciting and uh. It was kind of a stupid angle in that uh, Billy and Chuck, at that point, they were like, oh, we don't actually want to get married. Remember? Oh, yeah. They sort of backed out of it. But they. It was such a letdown. Yeah, but they still got beaten up by a three minute warning. Oh, yeah.
2: So that was like the whole Raw invasion on SmackDown. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You see, I love that era, you know, because Mm. like Raw and SmackDown had very distinct characters. Yes, yes. And you can tell like people are brand loyal. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a very good memory, yeah. The the thing is though, though, like as
1: as the years went by and then they brought the you know, they, they got rid of the brand split. Yeah. So things started to get a bit muddly. Like I can't really remember what happened where mm-hmm. because of that. Okay, the brand split was great in like in concept. Mm. But in
2: execution, I think because of the lack of stars, there was a period when oh, WWE had such uh, like a lack of main event or was yes. just John know, all the way that kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was um, very hard for them to establish uh, a superstar in SmackDown that's why they kind of brought everyone together but if they stayed the course yep. from 2002 all the way I think even now yeah we've been
1: thriving, you know. And, and here's the thing: like we talk about that era, right? And that kind of very nicely brings us to the pay per view that we're going to talk about. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, hopefully you've watched it with us on the WWE Network. Yes. Uh, we decided to watch and rewatch this one. A to bring back those memories, and B because it is the very first uh, SmackDown only pay per view in 2003, Denver, Colorado, in July. WWE Vengeance, very first only SmackDown, or rather SmackDown only pay per view. Yeah, first. One of the brand extension, and let me tell you, man. I mean, <laughs> oh, I've okay, got wait, so much things to s- talk wait, about. <laughs> when you go back and rewatch these, uh, uh-huh. do you think like, oh my gosh, that there's a young so and so, and you realize that this person would become such a huge name? Yeah, definitely. Like, and in on this card
2: I thought I saw a lot of that. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, one takeaway from like rewatching this is like this won't fly into this era. No! You can't get away with this kind of nonsense. Absolutely How did we actually sit through this? How was this, like, you know, given the AOK
1: to go on air? Like, it's crazy. (sighs) But okay, we had uh, Michael Cole and Taz. Do you miss that duo? Yeah, I do. I love Taz, you know? He had that Brooklyn accent and everything. It was so
2: cool. Like he was okay, you know when <laughs> uh, King was talking about puppies, right? Yeah. yeah. I think the way like Tess talk about it is like slightly not as weird, not yeah, as creepy, yeah. but
1: it's still funny, you know. Yeah. I mean, Taz was like the funny, cool, tough guy. Yeah. King is like the. Sleazy old man, Chico <laughs> Pet. Chico Pet, Yeah, he's the Chico Pet. The, the funny Chico Pei yeah, He's Still yeah. love the king, but yeah, Michael Cole and Taz, I think, uh, don't get enough love as a duo. Yeah, and Michael Cole during the era wasn't annoying. <laughs> he was
2: he was legit. Ever thought like, okay, he's like a serious straight man. Like he's a great yeah, yeah. ring announcer, and yeah. I love his calls. You know, he, right?
1: He was he had more energy and passion during the era. I think that's a totally different episode altogether. Our favorite commentators and the duos, because there are a lot of combinations. <laughs> no, if you think about it, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah, okay. But we'll get to that another time. Let's, Future episodes, yeah. Uh, jump right in, okay? I mean, this starts the card for goodness' sakes. Um, Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit, super crazy. Yeah, man. for the vacant US title, they brought back the US title for this. Yeah, um, can I you mean, imagine the depth, you know, right? in the roster to have that as the opening match? Um, yeah, I mean. This was the point where Eddie was still playing a heel. He was yeah. lying, cheating, and stealing. And he was supposed to be a bad guy, but people were cheering for him. People uh-huh, loved... Because, uh-huh. you know, he he would lie and cheat and steal, but it would be funny. Yes. Yeah. So, when this
2: was like the era when the lie, cheat, and steal gimmick was starting to like gain steam. Yeah, it wasn't fully there yet. Yeah, they were doing all the stupid vignettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so like, in a way, when this US title was activated to be the secondary mm. uh, title for SmackDown, right? Everyone was thinking like, okay... How are you gonna establish this credibility? Right. You know, how are you gonna reintroduce it? And then they did a, a tournament. Tournament led up to this vengeance yep. uh, to the entry, right? And I was thinking to myself, man, they have uh, such a great opportunity to like establish this as like a workhorse title, mm-hmm. and they just chose the two best candidates to do that. You know, come exactly. on, Eddie Guerrero
1: and Chris Benoit. And this is not like the, their best match even. You know? No, no. But yeah. I mean, it had a lot of good in it. Like, a lo- There was a lot of psychology. I think um, yeah. uh, Chris worked Eddie's shoulder the entire match. Mm. And, and you could tell that was the point to lead up to the crossface. face. Smart, right? Yeah, so absolutely. These kind of things like as a wrestling fan, mm. you can appreciate Especially when you're older, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think everyone respected the two of them. So there wasn't a lot of booing in this match. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just having fun with it. We didn't mind who won, you know? Yeah, but the ending was a bit what? Like, you know, because Rhino came out, right? <laughs> Rhino, to, uh, Rhino, And then yeah. Gord, Chris Benoit and uh, Eddie uh, wins. Set up a new rivalry, right? Was yeah. It? Yeah, but there, there was a little like shenanigans with Eddie, of course. Uh, he hit Chris Benoit with the belt and then he puts the belt on Chris and then lies down. Ayo, this guy. Uh. And, and, and but, but the thing is, the ref was out also. Uh-huh, so it uh-huh. backfired on him. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you look back, you're like, okay, that's a bit stupid. Lah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I see what they were going for, but I was like, eh. No, as a, as a heel, it will backfire on him. But as
2: a face, it will come across as like super smart and yeah. cunning, you know? Yeah, but the ref was out. That, that was the problem. Yeah. That's why
1: it didn't work. Uh, but, you know, too many memories for Eddie, man. He's, he's oh, such yeah. a great entertainer, you know. I mean, uh, a lot is said about what happened at the end as far as Chris Benoit is concerned, but he is still one of my favourite in-ring workers. Oh yeah, I was a fan
2: of <sighs> Benoit, you know. He he really got me when the whole 2004 run towards yeah. the seminar 20, yeah. like really gained our respect.
1: But whenever I see him do that flying headbutt off the top rope, and what we know now about CTE and concussions, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. and what could ultimately have led to what he did, I um, I mean uh, it, it hard pain pain when I see that you know uh, like it, in a way like hindsight is 2020 20. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah.
2: It, I I wish it was different but that headbutt defined him as a character a rabbit
1: wolverine you yeah, know yeah but it also most likely led to what happened to him mm-hmm. later so i mean yeah like i mean if you take away what he ultimately is—his personal life stuff—you just look uh-huh. at his work. I yeah. think he was one of the best. Somewhere up there, like you know, like God has like a great <sighs> wrestling roster to watch. You know, every
2: every time we're up there. So right, like, yeah, right, but miss all of them.
1: Ah, boy. Um. Okay. So,
2: um. Anything else you want to say about this match? No man, but you guys have to watch it. You know. Like, oh yeah. Even like a so-called three-star, four-star match from Eddie and Chris, right? Mm-hmm. Has so much you can learn from. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, next we have a little backstage segment with Vince and Steph. Ay-yo. This was th- when they were doing the whole Linda McMahon got uh, attacked by Kane and she was in a <gasps> wheelchair. Oh yes. And it was it was so like oh my gosh because then Vince would purposely like make up with Sable hey. or make up with Tri- whoever it was in front of Linda or something like that, right? <laughs> It was such a like All uh, oh for entertainment Yeah Entertainment Yeah this would never fly in 2018 <laughs> One of many things But yes. uh, Okay so we have that Then we had, We should have like A SJW counter Like for everything That will never fly Oh yeah, in, yeah. In,
2: in, in, So this is one The first one, one. one. Okay. Well
1: Let's now go into The indecent proposal match uh, Okay two <laughs> Two right there Billy Gunn versus Jamie Noble I'm a no man If Jamie Noble wins uh, Tori Wilson will have to Spend the night with him Oh, that's a good accent Oh, thank you <laughs> And uh, Okay, so the whole storyline was uh, This was during uh, Tori Wilson's Playboy um, Magazine uh, Release Yes Right, she was promoting it And everything And of course in a jammy Oh my god She looks so beautiful <laughs> I'll pay you $2,000 And spend the night with me Can you imagine If that was a storyline Today The <laughs> shit That they would get into Strike cheap There you go So um, every, every week He would increase the value <laughs> Until for whatever stupid reason Tory Wilson was like Okay fine If you can beat my man Billy Gunn Mm I will spend the night with you. I'm like, what? Just to shut him out, right? What the stupid... This is a stupid... But this is such a stupid stipulation, right? I know, but... but it, it is such a wrestling stipulation.
2: Yeah, you can fly, you know? like You, you can just like throw your mind out yeah. you know, just to enjoy
1: this stupid thing. Suspend the disbelief. And then, of course, Jamie <laughs> Noble walks down the ramp with a briefcase and a microphone in his hand and he goes like, Oh, this is my sex briefcase. <laughs> I got sex oils. I got toys and everything. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, like so I said,
2: funny. like yeah, strike okay, four. Yeah, yeah, strike four rule. Okay, I'm, I'm keeping call. I'm keeping my call.
1: Se- my Sex, brave cakes with the oils and oh Tor Wilson. And then they actually opened it and showed what was that? I'm like, oh my god. No, no,
2: it was like during the match and like they were fighting and then like yeah, 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 certain
1: yeah. moments he would go out on the ring yeah. and show it. I'm like
2: what was that? Sir? Can you imagine if you watched that with your parents and you were a young kid? Oh uh, uh, no no no. Oh no. my god, that era though. Okay, I, I got a confession to make. What's that? So my password as a primary
1: school boy, right? Oh gosh, was Story Wilson. Oh I mean, <laughs> If you look, I mean, she is beautiful now. She's as beautiful as she ever was. But back in that time, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she was in amazing shape. She was gorgeous. Tori Wilson, actually one of like
2: the cornerstones of SmackDown. Yes. If you remember, if you played uh, SmackDown, (laughs) Here Comes the Pain 2003. Uh, On the cover of the game, PS2 game, it's like, what? Tori Wilson, Brock Lesnar and then Tori Wilson yeah. below. You know, I mean, how much
1: of a fan base she had. She yeah. was a crap worker, la, Let's be yeah. very, honest. very honest. Yeah, yeah she wasn't great in the ring, but oh my gosh, she's, uh yeah.
2: So if there was, you know, something about a divorce era that, I I don't miss like all the you know lingerie matches and all, like I said, what? what
1: what's wrong with you? No, I don't miss it. You know, <laughs> legit.
2: What I miss right was like all these valets. You yeah. know, like there was like such a variety of mm. women. Like now everyone's trying to be a I mean, yes, there's everyone. Can wrestle, is great yeah. I just want like all these characters
1: Different things, you know Actually, that's exactly it So, I mean, we still have Paul Heyman Coming out to talk for Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. So why can't we have a female version of that? Yeah, yeah So, yeah, I, I know that Oh, now they're trying to, you know Do the whole uh, Women can do anything And yes, women can do anything But that also means Women can be valets also, what? Right? Can be the manager, the yeah. mouthpiece You don't necessarily have to get in the ring Yeah, in 2018 Who is a female valet? Zelina Vega one of them But she's
2: also a wrestler Correct correct yeah. true Um there was a period where Lana was just purely becoming oh, a major yeah. but she, there was a great character you know So yeah, like yeah. I I believe like Tori Wilson definitely had a part to play in mm. wrestling
1: like she won't be forgotten you know No 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 of course yeah, so But yeah just, let's get back to Jamie Noble Jamie Noble Billy Gunn um it was a decent match actually Jamie Noble <laughs> is quite underrated Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and then a Nidia comes... On the storyline, Nidia was his girlfriend. And yet, he was still trying to proposition Tori Wilson, right? Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Nidia gets angry. Do you remember what happened the night after, though? Okay, okay. So, Jamie Noble... uh, You knew Jamie Noble was going to win... Because they had to continue the storyline. Of course, you know. If Billy Gunn won and oh, she's not gonna sleep with him, boom, storyline ends. Everyone wants to see that happen, in a way, technically. Yeah. So Jamie Noble wins due to some shenanigans, of course. The heel wins. Oh my god, we're gonna spend the night. Tori Wilson, get ready. I'm gonna get my brief sex briefcase. <laughs> and um, you know, he sound like who? You sound like Bruce
2: Peach, uh, Pritchett. Oh Gosh, right, right, uh, brother love, brother brother love.
1: love. I love you.
2: Hey, we're getting too ahead of ourselves. Okay, because yes. brother love is coming out later. <laughs> oh, is he?
1: Yeah, he was on the show, me? APA Inventation Oh yes,
2: yes, yes. Right. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Let's not. Uh, that, that's the very next match. But do you remember? Before we mm. move on, do you remember what happened after? Like, oh, I can't remember I can't how remember. they wrapped up this stupid, indecent proposal
2: angle. Okay, I remember like both of the girls turned on <laughs> turn on Jamie Nova and
1: slapped him. Um, They did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, right, but at the end like after the after the pay-per-view on the following show. Oh no, I can't remember. What happened? One word bro, foursome. What? Yeah, that was like go in. if you rewatched the like the Raw and Smackdowns after that that's what actually
0: happened. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? Hello.com Billy Gunn as well? Yeah! It All was stupid! Them. It was so
1: stupid! Um, oh okay, so God. it was uh, Jamie Noble and Tori Wilson at a quote-unquote hotel and they were gonna <laughs> do it, right? Then Nidia shows up to scold uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. them and then Billy Gunn shows up to stop it from happening <laughs> and then the next scene you see four of them under the covers in bed together. Uh, strike four. That, I think it's, we are at strike uh, ten already. I don't know. No. Bro! <laughs>
2: All right, so there you go. I'm gonna try like
1: really count the strikes. I just want to see how uh, how much indecent. I'm sure they got a lot of complaints, lah. La, yeah, yeah. Next up, ah, oh, the wrestling purist dream match. <laughs> no, it was a, it was just a brawl.
2: Oh my god!
1: Uh, the APA Invitational. Who was in this damn match? Wow, you want me to come up with like the list of like no names <laughs> that was supposed to be there? You know, hey, like no names, the, nonsense people. They, they were quite. A few okay there was the APA, obviously. Okay, yeah. The Basham Brothers, remember the Basham Brothers? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Yeah. Danny and Doug Basham. FBI. Oh wow. Nunzio all And uh, what's the other guy's name, huh? Uh Stam- Johnny Stamboli and uh I can't remember these, yeah, but yeah, uh, Nunzio absolutely. Okay, okay, The Easter Bunny. What? Spanky. Spanky like uh, Brian Kendrick Brian Kendrick was yes, there Yes he huh? was there He was dancing on the top, drunk Oh okay Quote unquote What's drunk new? Matt Hardy version 1 oh, okay. Not version No other versions No version one. version 1 He was doing the whole <laughs> V1 gimmick So let me share Moore Must be close by Yeah uh, His MFer <laughs> Matt Follower Shannon I love,
2: Hall. I love that that whole yeah. MFU like yeah. wow. uh, <laughs> doing Doink, Doink
1: the clown. Oh yeah, he made a special appearance, right? Uh, and like you mentioned,
0: I love you, Woo, Bruce Prichard.
1: Uh, Brother Love was in this match. Sean O'Hare, I think he was like the only one trying to take this match seriously, <laughs> but still, <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Brawler Funaki, SmackDown number one uh, uh, backstage oh interview. Uh, Chris Canyon, mm-hmm. and basically, not last man drinking wins. <laughs> Like I said it was stupid. I, I guess this was written like maybe this was this a definition of a ruthless aggression era or I guess so. But you know what? I think it served this purpose. And if you look at the card actually, they shoved all there are a lot of good talent in here. Yeah, yeah. APA, yeah. Bashams, Matt, Hardy, Shannon Moore. I mean forget about the nonsense characters. lah. I mean you had Sean O'Hare, you had Funaki, uh, Brian Kendrick. Yeah. It's like they were kind of overflowing with talent. And so, this list is the undercut. Yeah. So they had to squish all of them into one huge, quote-unquote, barroom brawl. And of course, who else wins? Of course. The guy who created the gimmick. Yeah, you know. JBL. or oh,
2: Bradshaw. Yo, no, that's a great point, you know. Th- mm. Like, three years after this, two years after this, he becomes a main event. Right, right. Yeah, so there was a great um, character change for him, but it kind of shows, like, the lack of depth, of talent, of main eventers <laughs> that SmackDown have to contend with.
1: You well... Know. I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. Um. Great. Anything else you want to bring up about? Because there was there's really nothing to say about this. Honestly, they should bring this back like a
2: one night only. <laughs> if someone knew who's like a drinker right now, who's in the current roster? Who's like who?
1: Nobody can drink. Nobody's a drinker. We, right? it's, it's the PG era, oh, yeah. you know. Drink milk, la. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cut and go Uh Okay, next match: Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman mm-hmm. uh, versus. Uh, how lucky is Billy Kidman, by the way? I back. hated him. I hated
2: him. Why? Because him. he was. Uh, because he's married for that period. Uh, Tutorial said. There you go. Yeah.
1: Uh, Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidman versus the world's greatest tag team. Why won't they bring back Charlie Haas and reform this team? It's my favorite teams of all time.
2: Yeah. And I think that wasn't hyperbole. you know? No, no,
1: no, no. no it's legit. No. <laughs> they were really one of the greatest tag yeah. teams. Like, come on, look at the talent Benjamin, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's back, but I hope they really push him and make him feud with, like. Uh, Jeff, yeah, yeah, that, that whole uh, U.S. title hunt that's happening right now on SmackDown. He had a really
2: recently great match, right? Yeah, With really. AJ Styles.
1: He yeah. he needs to get up there, lah. I mean, and oh. I mean, he's getting up there in age as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need to push him now, or it's it's so weird. Done. Thinking
2: of Shelton Benjamin as the old veteran,
1: yeah. When I
2: think of him, I thinking of him like fighting Triple H as a rookie <laughs> and yeah, yeah, beating hella, him. Yeah, uh, But this was a fun match, wasn't it? It was. It was. I kind of like. I was digging Ray and Billy Kidman's mm. chemistry. Mm. There, there was like some logic. Chemi- the thing about Ray, right? There was this period where after the Cruiserweight uh, title hunt, he was like being thrown to different tag teams. Yep, yep, So he was with Billy Kidman. La, then he had a period with H, as I, was, right. as, as I was mentioning. And I think he's just trying to show that he can work with anyone, you know? Mm. His style is so versatile. Well, I mean, Ray yeah. and
1: Billy Kidman, they were in the Cruiserweight division back in B C W So I'm sure they worked a lot together as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think the... What
2: I like about it is, like, Huss and Benjamin were, like, the technical mm. wizards. Like, they are basically Revival, where, before Revival was a thing, you know? Actually, no. I wouldn't
1: really consider them Revival,
2: like eh? Because Revival is more, like... Oh no! A better uh, example would be Jason Jordan and
1: Chad. Yes, Gable, th- right. I've always thought that Chad Gable and Jason Jordan were the new world's greatest act team, lah. Uh, yeah yeah. The yeah. amateur background; they are both, you know, sort of very technical. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Problem is that that didn't lead to anywhere. But for no. for a period, like Haas and Benjamin were legit, right? Not because they were paired first of all with Kurt Angle, who was also legit. So all three of them yeah. as a group. By I association, mean, right? Like yeah. By association, yeah. It was team angle and they were amazing. Uh, this match itself, a lot of false finishes which I enjoyed so mm-hmm. you didn't know when it was going to end. Uh, there was this uh, huge shooting star press off the ropes by Billy Kidman. Oh, I yes. remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that yeah. was pretty cool. Billy Kidman was like the, to me, the originator of shooting star press. Yes, like, yes. I, that's what I remember him most for. Well, him and uh, Brock Lesnar when he did the Shooting Star (laughs) Press face plant, we try to forget that. Oh my gosh! Well, that's another topic for another day. Definitely, the fact that he finished that match. Oh boy! Uh, Okay, so yeah, there you go. Uh, World's greatest tag team win. Uh, They did their tag team finisher, which I can't remember if it had a name. Uh, what? what? World's greatest finisher? (laughs) Yeah, most probably, most probably. So there you go. Uh, From uh, great. Fun, high-flying, technical match. We move on to Stephanie McMahon versus Sable. Puppies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, so Steph was the GM of SmackDown at the time. Yep. And actually, uh, someone on our Instagram posted that uh, her favourite memory of SmackDown was Steph.
2: Yeah, yeah as the GM, right? Oh, shout out to the Blazer girl, Shazana. Uh,
1: Shazana, yes, there you go. My favourite moment was when Stephanie McMahon was announced as the uh, SmackDown's first general Manager, mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. watched religiously every episode of Smackdown when she was GM. Do you think that her reign was cut too short? What? Uh, Stephanie McMahon's reign as the GM. To be honest, I don't remember the reign, which is very weird. Because it was really short. Oh, it was okay. Like, it lasted like three months. There you go, that's maybe why. huh? Because yeah. I remember, you know, Holla Holla Holla,
2: yeah, Teddy yeah. Long.
1: I remember, was Eric Bischoff? No, Ever? he was he was no, he raw. Raw. A, a, raw, uh, yeah. a raw. The thing is, right? He she lasted
2: for three months, and then he had the whole stupid angle with Vince where they had like the no mercy yes. uh, I quit match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she had to quit, and then there was like a whole uh, run around of like you know revolving door of general managers. You know? Yeah, yeah. What happened? It was I think Paul Heyman became the next. Yeah. Then that Kurt Angle, mm. and then finally it settled for Teddy long. Teddy long for like a super long time. Yeah,
1: that's probably why uh, I remember Teddy as. You know, as yeah. smackdown GM for the longest time la. Mm-hmm. So okay, this is uh well they, they, it was a no count out cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, look at the stipulations I in know. these pay per views. So, it's it's very weird to see a face Steph. Yeah. Oh it, yeah, yeah. You know, back then she was the face and of course Sable was like the vixen who's like trying to get in with Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it went a bit too long for what it was. I thought it would have it should have just ended quickly. Gave it too much time Storyline time I
2: think because they invested So much in the storyline yeah, well. yeah That's why But you know what Sable
1: Was hot <laughs> <laughs> Yes she was But here's the thing I know a lot of people And during the Attitude Era yeah. She was the cover girl yeah. She sold probably As much as well, Actually not as much As like the 316 shirts like, But yeah. people wanted to see Steve Austin as And they wanted to see Yeah Sable Sable right, right? Yeah. I never liked Sable I thought she was oh, why I didn't think she was Very good in the ring Mm-hmm. I know what she's there for. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's to sell sex. But I that's why I, I and she wasn't very good in the she she's not she's not a wrestler lah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's why I never really.
2: Actually, got her her two thousand three return was pretty random to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Because she disappeared for a while. There was a whole controversy, right? Before that, she tried to sue the WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember this. I remember this. So she came back, of course, uh, and then there was this horrible match. I mean, <laughs> her her top came loose. What else is there to say about this match other than the top coming loose? Well, yeah. then no, then the referee took off his shirt. <laughs> To give it to her to cover up. Then A-Train, uh, Albert, yeah, Matt, remember, Bloom, Matt Bloom, shows up and attacks Steph. And he is obviously trying not to hurt her. You can yeah. see like his... Uh, like like cushion, cushion. Yeah, he like... His hairy chest cushion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could see he was trying to protect her. Yeah. So he didn't really run into her. Yeah. But she just flopped down and... Oh, oh my god. Sable wins. Yay. Blah, blah. You know, I think too many people... Um, I think focus on his hairy chest. <laughs>
2: that's why, that's why he came back as Lord Tensai. Yeah. His chest was best chested, like, yeah. no, no hair at all.
1: Like, Wait a minute. No, but the crowd knew. I remember when Lord Tensai was, like, doing matches, people would chirp. like, Albert. Right. Yeah, Albert, Albert. So funny. Albert, A-Train, yeah. Tensai. Ooh, that guy no, has been repackaged quite did, a bit. He did look pretty badass, you know. I don't know oh, why yeah. his career never, like, took off. You yeah. know? Well, maybe some people are just better as trainers because he's a trainer right now, Yeah, right? yeah, he's good. He's good at his yeah. role. So, you, you know how it is. Some people can teach, but don't do it very well. Mm-hmm. Some people are the other way around. Yeah, yeah. So, Okay, anything else you want to bring up about this uh, wonderful match? I, I mean, this is like, when you look back, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, with our
2: current lens, it's kind of like, wow, I can't believe we actually watched that. This was actually a yeah. thing. Strike nine. Yeah, probably. Okay, I lost count. <laughs> yeah, strikes, yeah, But, it was a good memory. Oh, absolutely. You no, know, it was a good memory. To me, it's like, it defined my childhood as weird as it is to say that.
1: mm there you go. Okay, next match. Woo. Uh, and this is not even the main event. Yeah, crazy, right? The Undertaker. Uh, this was during his Dead Man Walking oh, days, yeah, yeah. and then he had that music. It wasn't Rolling yet; no, no. it was Dead Man Walking. You have done it now? You gonna hit a, made made a mistake. Mistake. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that. I
2: love really? That yeah, yeah. I lo- no because the starting came with like the Dead, dead Man Walking, walk-in. and,
1: like, the... It still yeah.
2: felt like yes. Undertaker, but it was more badass. It was Rolling
1: before after this. Rolling was much earlier, two thousand one. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. There you go. Uh, versus John Cena. This is Word Life, John. Cena Cena. Oh. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. Basically, he's like my rapping influence. No, 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 just kidding. <laughs> uh, Would you Cena. do a rap battle with John Cena?
2: Uh yeah, current John Cena will probably <laughs> will smoke him.
1: Oh, oh there you go. Uh, the challenge has been thrown down. Uh-huh, foreign versus John Cena. Let's do it. Yeah, nowadays John Cena rap in Chinese. Yeah, oh damn! Oh, <laughs> he got a, something on his sleeve. Yeah, man.
2: What was his finisher
1: again? Uh, Lightning fist Lightning fist uh, Don't know what lah
2: Whatever it is (laughs) It looks so terrible
1: Anyway We're not gonna get into that We'll (laughs) talk about How John Cena was a heel Mm -hmm. He was the doctor of Uh thugonomics, And uh, basically he it's just weird to see him do all these heel tactics, like, you know, try right. to take cheap shots, take the chain, wrap around his face to whack. Uh, yeah.
2: Taker. We, a... we are so used to Super Cena, Guri, 2 right. because... see all this is crazy. Yeah,
1: I think, like, 80% of his career since he was a rookie mm-hmm. has been a good guy.
2: Yeah. You know what? Uh, this uh, match brought this one very funny memory that I always remember in the lead-up to the match. Mm. There was a, one promo that he did, a tape promo that he actually... Piss on like a graveyard. This was for this uh, for Angola. this match. Yeah, yeah. His angles, he was like uh, rapping, no. talking shit about undertaker, and then like he like ended up by like, pissing on like the headstone. So
1: dumb. Uh, and one of those things you can never get away with in twenty eighteen. Yeah,
2: like strike twenty million.
1: You know? Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah. Um. Uh, at some point in this match, which was was well, a decent match
2: actually. It was. It was. Okay. The thing about this match, like the psychology of it, was like Cena was like the. I was like kind of like the opportunistic rookie trying yes. to take advantage, using all the cheat tactics, yep. you know, to like get a hole over Undertaker. But Undertaker yeah. was like the wily veteran, somehow yes. he, you know, managed.
1: He played this whole like rib injury angle. He coughed up blood even. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that at some point. But um, it was a mistake. It was like a rookie mistake. Ah. So they made John Cena look. Powerful, looks strong, of course, albeit with all his heel tactics, like cheating, but they made him look strong, but he still lost thanks to a quote unquote rookie mistake where um, Taker finished him off with the last right. Last right, yeah, and the corner turnbuckle, right? Yes, yes. Uh, You see, the thing about this match, hmm. right, is that this
2: like, five years later, could have been the main event of WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And um, they, they missed the opportunity, especially this past year's match, Undertaker <laughs> with John Cena, how nonsense it was compared to this. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They, they missed the book on a lot of things, you know, WWE.
1: But then again, we wouldn't have these memories to, uh, you know, just yeah, yeah. think it, back it, on
2: if... It, it's, it's more of like um when you talk about people as the rising stars you yeah. see how they are now and yeah. this is probably one of the moments where you kind of realise hey John Cena he got something about him you know? oh That's,
1: absolutely yeah, def- yeah.
2: definitely something there
1: <sighs> then after that match we have Mr. McMahon <sighs> oh my god versus Zach Gowen no chance, no. I still want my favorite entrance themes, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No chance in hell. You. I love got... the way he power walks everywhere. Yeah.
2: No, but this whole angle with Zach Gowan, like made me scratch my head. Like, how did this even
1: happen? Do you have any history that you can share with us? Ah, uh, I don't really remember. I. It was like he. It was this fan, lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. Then they brought him in, and then. He wasn't But he was already on the indies Yeah, huh. Like, people knew he was a wrestler But they introduced him as a fan He wasn't a Quote-unquote trained wrestler Then all of a sudden Suddenly he like, could do a drop kick And everything Ayoh. So um, Yeah that's what I remember About this whole angle And then of course Vince McMahon didn't like him Because Zach was getting All the attention And then Vince is an egomaniac uh-huh. But of course The point was to make Vince a bigger heel than ever He was the
2: heel You know how screwed up And ironic it would be right well, if like the entire angle mm-hmm. was just to kind of like um, sh- shed light on amputees, right? You know,
1: or to be like a PR campaign, to actually don't, take care of it. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was just to you know, a get hopefully get Zach Gowan over. Yeah, which was ironic because at one point, do you remember him becoming a heel? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Afterwards, which Okay. Yeah, no, that's another thing altogether. But yeah, it was to make Mr. McMahon, the character, be even more of an evil. But he's fighting a one-legged fella for to Six. He's going to be the most evil person yeah, ever, yeah. right? I remember like, they
2: had like arm wrestling matches in the lead-up to yeah, this. Yeah, and yeah. he still had to cheat yeah, to yeah. win.
1: But the thing about Zed going was... Um, his offense was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah he, he was doing do, like somersaults, yeah, uh, moon salts, drop kicks, that drop kind of thing. Kick. Yeah. At one point, of course, uh, Mister McMahon did a single leg crab <laughs> on <laughs> Zach and like do only as one leg. <laughs> And then the commentators were like, uh, uh, we're not trying to be funny, but yeah, if he incapacit- uh, incapacitates his one leg, then he won't have any legs. To, you know? Hey, but Zach Gowen made, like, Mr. McMahon
2: bleed uh, in Ooh, the match. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a chair shot to the head. Yes, um, yes. Uh, Vince bled like crazy, but... So, like, yeah, Vince really tried his best yeah. to put this guy over, so but respect actually, to him. I don't remember who won. Vince won, right? Vince won, because uh. Gowan did, like, a corkscrew moonsault and yes, missed. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, they made it an like, even match and I don't know what's the whole point of it like what was it supposed to lead to
1: but it just shows that it's just an example of how out of the box you know Vince McMahon thinks you know I mean I personally thought the match went a little bit long but ultimately like I said I think it was just to make the McMahon character even more hated than before so there you go um Leading us into the big main event. Yes, this is what we watched it Ooh, for. Oh my gosh. Uh, Brock Lesnar, who was the champion, mm-hmm. versus The Big Show, versus Kurt Angle, triple threat. What did you think of this? Oh my god. Okay, Angle,
2: Lesnar were the workhorses. Big Show came into the match as like this scary gorilla monster that yeah. was like double teaming and like beating all of them in the lead up yeah. to this match.
1: He was huge at that time. And now he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. But now he's lean out. Yeah, back then he was giant. Well, he was The Big Show, la. he was really <laughs> Big Show. He was. A bigger show, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I thought it was weird they had to bring in like garbage can lids and, you know, Oh, yeah, chair because he was like, you know, disqualification, right? Yeah. The triple threat match. Considering the three of them, I'm like, do they really need like weapons?
2: Uh, I think they were. Was if I'm not wrong, someone was carrying an injury in the match, like a legit oh. injury. So I think they had to like kinda of protect it.
1: Right, so they cover it up instead of doing technical moves, they yeah, yeah, whack each other yeah. on the head.
2: La. Yeah, but I did <laughs> like this iteration of um, Big Show because Big Show at this point in time, he was a legit dominant big show, not like a goofy Big Show, like, right? right. You know, people make fun of him, right? Like, mm. There was actually a claim for him to become a uh, WWE champion at this point in time. Yes, yes. So he uh, it was a legitimate threat. To, um, the title, I think it was
1: Lesnar was the champion coming to the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that Kurt Angle, and they actually talked about it during the match. He came back four months after neck surgery.
2: Yeah, he was Angle, right? Yes,
1: and well, actually, that was a real thing because he was supposed to be out for way longer. But Kurt Angle, being Kurt Angle, he wanted to rush it, he wanted to come back. Being a machine, or... he's one of those type A personalities. He's always got to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. do it right, be on top. And I mean, I'm you think back, like yeah. you see his matches, they were amazing. You know, he's one of the most amazing workers, one of my favourites lah. But by doing all that, he kind of screwed up his own career, Ben, He got addicted to pain pills, he had all those problems after that when he left the WWE, you know? Mm-hmm. So in the long
2: term, it kind of didn't do him any
1: good. No, right? it did not. But, I mean, we got to... I mean, it's for us la, the fans, we got to see all this amazing work he put out during yeah. his first stint in the WWE. The whole 2003
2: oh. year where it was anger, Lesnar fighting, it was such a great main event on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of like... uh kind of miss that because mm. nowadays like especially when you see the wrestlers now everyone's kind of like leaned out yeah. everyone's not big anymore and I mean it's a good thing if it's you're good. off the steroids and all that yeah. but like when you saw the main event you know it was a
1: main event with heavyweight right. wrestlers fight, duking it out you know right there you go anything else you want to uh, bring up about this match or the whole card in particular Kurt Angle wins uh, um, with the angle slam on this one Yeah, there was like Okay, there was fanfare for him coming
2: back. Oh yeah. But if you think about it, right, uh, especially like in the hindsight, right? Angles mm. Angles uh, win was kind of like, meh, like, oh okay, he's back. Like, you know, like very golf you can
1: give golf clap, you know, like, okay, <laughs> good for him, happy. <laughs> right. Really? Right. Because
2: nothing hit up, right? Yeah. Until Lesnar turn healed again. Mm. After this uh vengeance paper. Oh, All right, right, because this
1: was the whole when they were respecting each other. Yeah, when like, they were best hmm. friends,
2: they were doing stupid push ups in yeah, the backstage, yeah, yeah. slapping each other, drinking <laughs> milk and pancakes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, yeah. but Like, there wasn't a hint of, like, danger or, like... Yeah, that story came later, you know? I see. Yep, there you go. So, hey, all in all, I think it was a really good pay-per-view. Yeah, it was such a great, like, snapshot into 2003 WWE, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good uh, era. And I think about um, SmackDown, right? is Mm. These are the building blocks. You know when AJ Styles says SmackDown is the house that AJ AJ Styles built, right? These wrestlers, like... Like let's let's like list it down. Like Lesnar, Angle, mm. Cena, Undertaker—they are the real yeah. building blocks Eddie, of SmackDown. Ray, yes, Chris Benoit, everyone here. Yeah. Even, even even JBL. JBL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope that you know SmackDown has like more mm. uh, stars in the future, and they kind of have this same work ethic, mm. this same vibe. Because you can tell a
1: raw wrestler from a SmackDown, like. The Roman Reigns won't fit in SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's true. But then again, like people like Dolph Ziggler. Seth Rollins, I think they would fit on a SmackDown. Yeah, that's why. So you kind of like that's that's the identity that you want to create. Like, mm. okay, you know, okay, this guy would do something
2: with SmackDown. Daniel Bryan is a perfect example. Oh yes, perfect SmackDown wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, so there you go. Uh, Vengeance two thousand and three, the very first SmackDown only pay per view. This was fun, huh? Taking a trip down memory lane. We'll do oh. this uh, on future episodes as well. We'll let you know which uh, pay per view you want to talk about, so we can yeah. all watch it together, relive those moments. Talking yeah. about one more question, I forgot to bring up earlier sure, on about up, SmackDown. Man. Which was your favorite SmackDown show set? Oh, oh wow, that's yes. a good one. That's a good one. There was the original oval shapes. Yes. It then, was literally called the Ovaltron. Yeah, the Ovaltron. Then there was the Fist. Yes, the SmackDown Fist. <laughs> the giant fist hands down this fist man <laughs> It's the fist. come on and then the fist would like there would be fireworks coming from the sides of the fist right they would zoom in so it yeah. looks like the fist was punching your and then TV, the glass would break like yeah, the effect yeah. Yeah, it was such <laughs> a great I love that
2: you know I really love that end. Uh, I don't know why they brought it down but uh because it was a
1: giant fist
2: <laughs> like you know, have carried it around to all the cities <laughs> to Right, in, right yeah. to no when they brought it back in 2016 right mm. um the like the entrance music there was like a huge meteorite fist coming towards yeah. like, the Smackdown logo I was thinking to myself are they gonna bring back the fist ah. <laughs> yeah the
1: current one I can't even like you, if you ask me to describe the current one I can't think of it I can't remember it no because WWE standardised all the
2: sets if yeah. you realise right so yeah. I think it makes them it's easier more, more cost effective correct
1: correct yeah but oh, I love the fist man. <laughs> I hope that for Smackdown 1000 they bring back the fist Oh wow, that would be awesome, right? Right. Okay, so we all have to like you know keep a lookout for SmackDown
2: yeah. One Thousand, everyone. Okay.
1: Watch uh it. yeah, like we mentioned earlier, we are recording this the day before SmackDown One Thousand. So personally, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Yeah. I heard uh, Batista Evolution is going to show up, yeah, even though Evolution awesome. is more of a raw thing.
2: Yeah, definitely. But um, I think the thing about all of them coming back together is Batista was a huge part of SmackDown. Yes. We never really mentioned him in mm. our discussion so far, but when he. Came over from uh RAW, right? Yeah. He had to establish himself as a main eventer. I remember he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Right. So this period was uh he had uh, issues with Booker T. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, he had problems with Undertaker like in backstage in real life that right. kind of stuff. But. I think SmackDown made him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because after a while, after, especially after Eddie's passing, mm. he became like a locker room leader. Right, right. In SmackDown. So, yeah, he does have history with SmackDown to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the fist, like, we're both going for the fist. Yes.
1: <laughs> the SmackDown fist! Yeah,
2: I wanted to say something like, you, oh. like, you like fist Oh, things? what? I don't know. <laughs> the hell, man? What's going on? Okay, but okay, so... Like you said So once you guys watch Smackdown 1000 Please like Just like you know DMs, comment Mm. Tell us
1: how you feel You know about the show So we gotta talk about the show You know Absolutely. Um, Okay, uh, before we do anything else, I want to quickly mention as well. You know, last week we did a bit of a contest thanks to our friends over at 2K (laughs) Asia. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Giving away that WWE 2K19 video game. I've been playing it quite a lot. I've been on leave. You've been playing it a bit as well, right? (laughs) Yeah, I've been trying to find the time, but like, oh, so (laughs) hard. Look, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I've played WWE games for a long, long time, since the beginning, okay? WWF Raw, no, WWF Attitude. Do you remember that game? Wait, is this on PS1? PS1! Wow, I I, played that game. I didn't play that I was the best in my entire university dorm at that game. Wow, okay, okay. PS1. Super nerds. Playing in the dorm. Yeah, man. Young, young. Uh, But of course, WWE 2K19. uh, The recent additions, especially the My Career Mode, have Mm -hmm. been a bit of a grind. This year, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it because we're giving it out. I'm saying it like legit. This year's My Career Mode is the best I've ever seen. Ah. It's... The sort give it a preface.
2: Like, Tell me what's the Okay, well, story you, like. first of all,
1: you create your own character. Sure. And then, you start out in the indies this time. Not NXT, not anywhere else. Wow. In the, you start in the indies. Really scene. at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> and then you invade. So, there's a bit of an invasion angle, and then there's people trying to screw you over. Ah. There's a full story. It's, I don't want to give away too much. It's just one of those things, when you finish it, you go, yes, oh my god. It's that you get a really good feeling. It's like, it was written very well. Okay, okay. Like a proper script writer with voiceovers. Proper story. Oh, that's great. Except for one fella. Cool. One fella was too busy, I think. So they got somebody else to dub his voice. It sounds awful. I won't tell you who. When you hear it, you'll know exactly who. Okay. It. This doesn't sound like that guy. When you guys find out, please tell me. Because yeah. I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. There you go. But um, It's a really fun game. Go get it if you haven't. And we want to say congratulations to Pascal. Pascal Sambol. Uh, yeah, his basically... Instagram name is Pascal Debo. There you go. We basically got you to uh, create your own finisher that starts with a kick to the gut. Yeah What was his? Huh? Oh my god His
2: one is called The scorpion junk drop <laughs> What the hell man? Okay I need to read this out okay. I literally need to Read this out For our audience Okay So basically right His scorpion junk drop Starts with One A kick to the gut Yes His opponent hunches over mm-hmm. And for him He will spin around And now They are back to back He will flick his leg upwards Like how you do A scorpion kick oh To his god. balls <laughs> And then he's leaning on his back, and he holding up like a Celtic uh, cross, mm-hmm. and then smash him forward on his neck. Um, yeah. So only in no DQ matches, is it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like this guy's brain.
1: WWE creative sign him up. So yeah, there you go, (laughs) Scorpion. No ECW sign him up because this will not fly in the WWE. I don't know whether like our wrestling local wrestling promotions will bring him out. Maybe yeah. Scorpion (laughs) Junk Draw. We love it. That's why you win. Congratulations. Enjoy the game. Not only that, he's walking away with like other WWE 2K19 goodies like the T-shirt, the lanyard, the Mm. notebook Mm -hmm. plus and AJ Styles pop. Uh, one of those bubble head figurines. Oh, that's so
2: cool! I okay. I
1: don't even have one. Oh man, okay, you're a lucky guy. But you know right. what? From what
2: I see, he's a super huge wrestling fan, so mm. he will pro- definitely appreciate these gifts. So congratulations
1: <laughs> to you, Pascal the Bold. There you go. Hey, uh, follow us by the way on Instagram at Kick to the Gut. Also on Facebook now, Kick to the Gut. Yeah, man. You can find us everywhere. If you're listening to this, you probably found us. Somehow ah. somehow But iTunes Spotify And all the other Please subscribe Spread the word If you're a wrestling fan Mm. If you miss
2: wrestling Or if one of my friends Told me that (laughs) He's too shy to like wrestling He very paisy ah. hey, why Because like not cool anymore To like wrestling Please You know what Here are two cool guys
1: Uh, Well I don't know about that You say we are cool We are not cool already Bro Bro Gotta own it man Okay fine We are cool guys We love wrestling And there's nothing you can do about it There's nothing wrong with it Absolutely Listen to us man Hey. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we'll be doing this Friday Oh yeah, mm. so Friday night, TGIF, mm. so what's your place? Ah? Grapple Max Woo. Uh, We did mention last time around that we wanted to get more into local wrestling as yeah, well We want to support sure, our local sure. boys, not just local, around Southeast Asia as well So let's talk a little bit uh, about Grapple Max, this event that's happening on Friday Showcase 7, is it? Yes, correct Okay, mm. so what is Grapple Max? Who right. is Grapple Banks? Who Who is Okay, come, let me educate
2: you, okay, right, please, on please. our local wrestling scene. Okay, Gravel Max is a rising collective. Mm. Started out just barely three years ago. Okay. okay. Set up by two corporate guys. Right. And they turned to pro wrestlers <laughs> to establish themselves, you know. So, it's like legit, you know. Mm. Two of them came out with an idea. Hey, you know what? Day to day job, we're sick of it. Yep. Let's make a wrestling school. Oh. So the cool thing about Grapple Max, like other than the normal uh, promotions, they don't perform on a typical wrestling ring. Yeah. So they are known for their no ropes performance stage, oh. and they also run a Grapple Max wrestling dojo.
1: Right. That where they train.
2: Yeah, they train mm. and like you know. Okay, if I want to compare them to a promotion, yeah, probably they are more like Ring of Honor. Okay, they are okay. more like Lucha Underground. Yeah, okay, more like Ring Honor because they are not so concerned with crazy characters right. or like over the top storylines. You know, mm. most of their uh, storylines are really uh, driven by the person's personality and their life story. So they are. Grounded in reality, in a way. Okay. Okay, so, like, there's um, most of the people they train there and then they graduate. Like, as a student, they graduate, they will fight the wrestlers, Or the main wrestlers, the head trainers.
1: Oh, uh, okay, so that is, the, quote unquote, the storyline. Like, okay, this is this guy's first match. And I believe in this event, this Friday that they're mm-hmm. doing, yeah. we're going to see the youngest wrestler or something? Yes, the youngest pro wrestling debut
2: in Singapore. Oh, cool. This guy called John, who's only 16. What? Yes, and he'll be facing against Greg. Glorious
0: Glorious
2: Okay
1: That's a different
2: (laughs) Different glorious Different person Okay but (laughs) Greg Glorious Is one of the Co-founders
1: of Grapple Max Pro Wrestling ah, Very cool Yeah uh, Okay so uh, What else can we expect From this uh, Grapple Max event Okay so They have a lot of Great things coming up Okay
2: it's not just this event This is actually Their last show Before they go over to Japan Right To do a tour there That's cool huh? Singapore company Doing a, a, a tour in Japan Yeah yeah So actually If you if you read out about them Right yeah. Most of their syllabus Is given And by one of the biggest uh wrestle. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce that. I also don't know. How Japanese to pronounce it. uh wrestling wrestle. Uh, Japanese wrestlers yep. over there. So they are they are definitely have street cred, they perform everywhere, you know. So guys check out Grapple Max Pro Wrestling there you this go. Friday gong, opening gong starts at 8pm. <laughs> right, right.
1: Where are they uh, doing this?
2: Huh? Uh Juchat lah, Juchat. Oh, okay. So you happen to be in Geylang for tea, you know, for shopping and all
1: that. You know, just come by and watch a wrestling show. There you go. Wow. Just yeah. go to their website lah. Yeah, grapplemax.sg yeah. Find out more about them. And of course, yeah, so support our local boys and girls who yeah. are trying to, you know, grow this wrestling scene. Not just Grapple Max, of course. Uh, very soon, we'll talk about SPW Definitely, as well. Those but guys. T- touching on Grapple Max, right. So this will be our first time Mm. for both me
2: and Yang, Far and Yang to... Watch Grapple Max. That's right. So if you guys happen to be at the show, come say hi to us. Absolutely. We want to learn everything about Grapple Max. Mm-hmm. We want to learn everything about our wrestling scene. Yep. So like as you said, we want to talk about SPW down the road as yep. well. Yeah. And we are so lucky because ever ever since our first episode, at like all these promotions has yeah, actually man. reached out to us, you know, and say hi. And we are really grateful for them to
1: welcome us to the wrestling community. Absolutely. That's what we want. We want to bring everyone <laughs> up, you know. And, and at some point as well, we'll have them in the studio. We'll chat with them as well and find out more about them, what drives them. Yeah. Let us let, like ask let's ask the audience. Right? Mm. who do you want us to interview in the local
2: wrestling scene right okay there you go
1: we'll post on Instagram you go ahead and just you know comment lah yeah, yeah, Let s- us know Slide in our DMs man Slide in our DMs Coast <laughs> down in the DMs Oh boy Okay there you go We'll see you at Grapple Max And uh, yeah Have an incredible um, Smackdown 1000 As we sort of celebrate uh, 1000 episodes of Well I'm sure if you're a wrestling fan Our favourite wrestling show One of our favourite wrestling shows Definitely anyway. So this has been Foreign And Mr. Young Hey Thanks for listening man Woo Brother